This is a podcast from 3RRR, 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Yeah, come on, Matty, turn this thing on. Let's get this thing started. It's the afternoon here at 3RRR FM. Good afternoon. How's your Sunday out there? You having a good time? A very, very good afternoon to uh, to my fabulous producer, co-host... All around good guy, Matt Steadman. An occasional triple R barista. I had a good coffee this morning. I was pretty occasional. You, pretty you, pleased with that. You're there, dude. You're com- you are committed, <laughs> in, in, and you were saying to me, "Look at the poor cam. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it." I think I, I believe yes. I even interrupted what you were saying. You did, but Cam, Cam, shut up. Stop and it. Look at this. Stop. Look. Look at this poor. Look. Should look like little strands of spaghetti coming down, shouldn't and it? Low. It was good. Yes, thirty mil, thirty seconds. So it makes us happy. Yes. It makes our par- you know, hearts pound, but that could be the drugs that's within. I don't know. <laughs> what are you doing? Have you, have you had your coffee? Well, I certainly hope so, because we've got a, a good show. We are travelling far and wide today. Mm. The scientists may go to a frigid place. Yes. Yes. Low, they go. Very frigid. Did I actually hear, I think, there was something like minus 70 or something in the Antarctica? <laughs> that's, yeah, stay inside. Antarcticans? Antarcticans. Don't venture out into that weather. Hold on to someone close or yes. find a penguin to hug. <laughs> Come here, you. Um, yeah, so we, we, no, we're not going to do that because that would be too frigid and mm. cold. And uh, we're not doing a, um, a show on deep freezing. No, we are going to be talking to Nick Holloway, he of Pullum Cove. New new restaurant up yeah. in F and Q. F and Q, mate, F and Q. Um, we're going to have you have a chat to him. Uh, what are we going to talk to him about? Well, what's it like up there in shorts, you bastard? Whoops. <laughs> the f- food might come secondary. We just wanted to tell us what it feels like to have sun on your face. Yeah, and yeah. if you want to hear about a festival that, well, I don't know, I would love to get to, mm-hmm. the Port Douglas Food Festival. Right. Does, does that sound good? It does what? sound good. Haven't been to Port Douglas in ages. But anyway, he's going to be there. Um, Nick has had a restaurant called Nunu, mm-hmm. um, which is probably one of the... Oh, the shining lights, certainly around the Cairns area. Well, it'd be fair to say when that opened, you know, that part of the world not necessarily renowned for its good food. Couple in Port Douglas. Yeah. Yeah, Sassy's Island Point. Yes. Um, and, oh, Moan's Epson's place where the name escapes me, which I need to just punch myself in the face because I can't remember the name <laughs> of it. Uh, but, yeah, kind of far, few and far between. Mm. Anyway, he's also um, a lovely, lovely guy, and we're going to have a chat to him, and we'll find out about the seasons he has, the ingredients that he has up there that, well, we don't see a, mm. a lot of. Yes. And I guess what he's going to be doing up at Port Douglas. So we'll have a chat to him about that. Feel the warmth coming through your radio. Yes. So maybe if you put your hand on it, you might feel the warmth come through. So that's the idea. <laughs> Then we go and we talk to the star of the show, John. Yes. At market. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, he complimented his wife. This shouldn't be a noteworthy thing. Ah, but yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of yeah. a bit naughty of me to bring that up. Um, no, we have a chat to, to John. And then Daniel Wilson from Huxtable and Huxtaburger will be coming in. Burgers are everywhere, man. He's got a new, well... Yes, he and the burger chain have a new book out, and it's it's a bit of a good one. Yeah, crazy coloured thing, yeah. pink. Mm. Uh, but um, probably you know, if you want to see a book on burgers, I reckon this could not do much worse. Absolutely, yeah, I reckon <laughs> you know, this is other, other than reading the McDonald's operations manual, which no, 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 uh, no it's a lovely book. So we're going to talk to Daniel about our oh, burgers and stuff, and and how he's going. But we should um, note the fact, and, mm. you know, there's this growing momentum um, of, uh, of things happening because next week mm. we are very, very excited to be going into Radiothon 2015. We're going to invite you to paint the town triple R. Well, why wouldn't we? Not literally. No. It's a, it's a that disclaimer is going to pop up quite a lot over the next two weeks, I'd say. Oh, really? Paint the town triple R. Yeah, but don't. Not literally. Yeah, don't don't yeah. do that because we're not responsible for <laughs> that. Exactly. Uh, but what we are responsible for, and uh, people on this station is giving you great radio through the year, mm. you know the drill. Yeah. Um, it's time to give a little bit of love back. 
uh, and especially in this day and age where free and independent thought is being shut down everywhere. Yes. It would appear. Yes. Without going too political, but you know what I'm saying. We're going to have a lot more to say on that next week, I would suggest. <laughs> I, think, I think I've already made room in the studio have for it? your soapbox. You, you're, and we're going to clamber up on it. You see a, uh, a rich <laughs> vein. I think I do. Well, yeah, it's, it is, but it is obvious, isn't it, folks, that, you know, here we are. Uh, this place that uh, represents free, independent, progressive yes. thought? Yes, um, it's fair to say. Yeah, okay. Um, anyway. Uh, so a cu- couple of little specific issues that we're going to be touching on after the Radiothon. Oh, thanks. Is where you're thanks, Matty. That, that's Matty just kicking me along. Kick him, kick him down the road a little mm. bit. Thanks, Matt. I'm down the road now and I can <laughs> see the view here. And uh, looking back, we look at a couple of things that um, are food issues. Food as politics, mm. uh, the politics of food. Uh, one is one of the most bespoke producers of beef in this country, Blackmore's Beef. Yes. Uh, their farmland, their livelihood has been threatened mm. um, due to uh, due to the ire of a neighbour, it would appear, and also mm-hmm. um, and councils sort of... Uh, coming on to them, I rang Ben uh, Blackmore today just to see where where it's at. It is in flux. Yes. Um, basically, the issue is about uh, feed feedlot, um, feeding of of cows mm-hmm. and and the herds. And uh, well, he didn't want to come on here at the moment because it is all in flux at the moment. But um, we will have more to say a little bit about that after Radiothon, mm-hmm. once that sort of works through. The other is um, an element that I've sort of been hearing more and more of, especially when I was in Bendigo in rural Victoria, yes, um, about a government department, Victorian government department, that has, was created from the um, the Meat Authority in 2008. We're talking about Prime Safe. Mm. And Prime Safe, there seems to be a bit of disquiet in... Producers, uh, small producers of uh, meat, small goods, and things, who have really been, I guess, bullied would be probably the the best way to to sort of um, to to put this. Mm. And um, we're going to have a look at that, and maybe we're going to get back in touch with you after Radiothon. So yes. I don't know, flagging those issues at twelve oh nine here in beautiful downtown East Brunswick. We're going to go up north. Very, very soon. So, uh, I don't know, chop up a pineapple, put a, put an umbrella in your drink, and uh, and we can dream along as we uh, we have a chat to Nick Holloway up in far north Queensland very soon. Yeah, Triple O is where you are at 12.11 here in... Uh, in beautiful downtown Victoria, and we uh, and we go across north, up through the land, across dividing ranges to a warmer climb, and uh, we find Nick Holloway on the side of the road. I think <laughs> is, that, is that where we found you, Nick? Yeah, I pulled over there, buddy. So we're all good. Oh, no, thanks. Oh, look, better for hearing your voice. It's um, it's been a while since we've um, we've had a chat to you. Uh, you of that oasis. In uh, in what can be a bit of a cultural desert up there uh, in far north Queensland, I'm talking about your restaurant Nunu. It's hey. a certainly a pretty special part of the world, I reckon. So Palm Cove. Yeah, go. No, I was just. It was really just. I'm in furious agreement because Palm Cove, where you are, is just this. Well, can you describe it for people that haven't been there? Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of just a very tiny kind of uh, village-like town, uh, about 20 kilometres, 25 kilometres north of Cairns, and it really is quite idyllic. And and, and even down to the the, the town planning when they built it, just the way they've maintained that kind of... uh, it almost blends into the rainforest and blends into the hillside, the the ranges in behind the town. Oh, it's which fun. is that uh, incre- incredible piece of road that connects Cairns up to Port Douglas, which if you've ever uh, driven on it or had the opportunity to ride on that road during the Ironman, it's uh, certainly a world-class uh, spectacle, that's for sure. It's sort of like, you know, it always reminds me of uh, the Great Ocean Road down here. But yeah, absolutely. Great Ocean absolutely. Road with rainforest. <laughs> you know? Yeah, wow. And, and, you know, and, I know, I know their, their phrases have been used a million times over and over, but you really do have that experience of the rainforest and the great dividing range, really, that connects all of us. 
along yeah. the eastern seaboard just tumbles down into the ocean. It's just absolutely amazing. Yeah, so yeah, sort of like the Great Ocean Road, but turned up to 11. It's sort of that spinal tap kind of thing. Um, but how many years have you been up there for now? Oh, crazy. It's home now. 11 years. 11 years. We're in our 12th this year. Yeah, absolutely. And, and no, no plans to move whatsoever. I just spent you know, a week in Melbourne last week. And whilst I do, I do love her. She's, uh, it's a bit cooler than what I'm used to now. I think I'm a bit of a lizard. Oh, I think maybe anyway. it, might have, it might have been the fact that you were crueled so terribly being a Carlton supporter <laughs> and, 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 and going, hey, we'll just go to this football match. Who's at Carlton playing who? Oh, Hawthorne. Uh, oh, that, can, yeah. that, that should be it all right. It could be a close contest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Well, uh, my brother enjoyed it immensely, <laughs> trust me. Yeah, Schadenfreude yeah, special. It's great fun, though. There's nothing like, I took my kids to footy. It was the first time they'd been and they had a, they had a pass. So uh, win, lose, or draw, it's always great fun. Yeah, yeah. But um, tell me, I, I guess what we wanted to do was, um, it, it was sort of, I For guess... food, not footy. <laughs> well, yeah, a little bit of that, and, and maybe a bit of the, you know, nani, nani, nana sort of syndrome of, um, hey, I'm here, I'm wearing shorts, and uh, <laughs> you guys are freezing. But Nunu, um, when you first opened that, and I'm wondering if you could give people an idea, what sort of food did you want to cook and... The, the culinary sort of options you wanted to explore when you when you first got there and, and how has that played out over the decade? It's funny, you know, because it coincided with, uh, uh, with a huge growth period for me, um, you know, emotionally and, and as a person, I suppose. You know, I, I left the city when I was 20, 28, I think Ch- it was. Childless. Uh, this was... <laughs> Childless, yeah, and, and pretty ambitious, but yeah. In some ways, kind of a bit uh, worn out by the whole uh, city thing and fashion and fabulousness, and I kind of just wanted to do something mm. new. Mm. And so, and, and in, tree, in, in in many ways, I suppose my artistic voice was pretty immature. I just wanted to cook great food. It was pretty simple, and in some ways, that hasn't changed. Uh, I just it's just not. I approach it very differently to the way I did back then. I felt a whole there was a lot of anxiousness around, you know, who I was and what kind of food I wanted to cook and did I have a voice or not. And, and it seems to creep up on you because all of a sudden, you know, I'm 40 and the restaurant's 11 years old and I have a very clear vision of who I am and, and what the food's like and then what, what are our goals. And it's, like I said, in some ways, none of it's changed because essentially <laughs> we just want to cook damn fine food and, yeah. and look after people. You know, I, they're pretty simple, uh, sim- simple sort of cornerstones of our philosophy, which is just make people happy. Or provide a um, you know provide a platform for people to kind of live out their uh, live out their their daily lives. I mean, restaurants to me have always been incredibly special because of that that, that kind of idea. It's where people fall in love. It's where they fall out of love. It's where uh, all kinds of uh, really awesome stuff happens. And you someone know, was saying to me, at home. yeah, someone I remember Ruth Reichel, um said to me, she a uh, food critic from New York. She said yeah. restaurants give a chance for people to be treated like kings and queens. It's a, it's a thing where people get elevated with that service that they are able to relax and to be put into the charge of others who look after them for that time. Yeah, and and, and you get also I think you get better at going out to restaurants as you get older too. You know, there's a lot of uh, kind of nervousness. As, uh, you know, when you when you're younger and don't really know how to go out and have a good time and have and let other people. You know, we've become so fiercely independent. It's so lovely to have someone else take charge for a little while. I certainly love it, that's for sure. Food-wise, yeah. how, how has um, it, what you've cooked sort of changed over the year? I remember when you first opened, you were you were doing a lot with uh, some interesting ingredients. I want to tease that out in the little bit of time that we have. And you were doing yeah. hearts of palm was a big thing. The, the millionaire yeah, salad, is that still on? Yeah, I still have that in, in, in all kinds of incarnations. I, you know, I... Again, I know they're, they're extremely kind of well-worn, uh, well-worn conversation topics, but I've, I've always wanted uh, Nunu to be uh, of its place. And, you know, it's a, we live in far north Queensland and it's, uh, it's an interesting part of Australia and there's all, all kinds of fantastic ingredients and I really want Nunu to be a, a showcase or a distillation of all those things we call yeah. far north Queensland. You know, and so uh, recently I've been having a great time with cassava. Yeah. Which, uh, he has huge amounts of starch and he's incredibly um, versatile. So we've, we've ended up in all kinds of incarnations on, uh, you know, on the menu. We have it as a breakfast dish and, and sort of a hash. But because of the starch content, you don't really have to add anything else to it. Like we make a fantastic uh, 
dessert where you just stir through some, some freshly made coconut cream and taffia lime leaves and palm sugar and make a sort of <laughs> crunchy cake that's gooey and sticky in the middle. Yes. We're also it's doing absolutely. it as part of the Taste Port Douglas uh, kick coming up soon. We're doing it like a sort of, because of the nature of being a, a kind of a seasonal town, I end up with lots of uh, international workers, which I think adds to that really fantastic uh, pirate-like feel and yes. melting pot of cultures. And I've got this really great American guy working with me at the moment, so I'm obsessed with trying to make them southern fried chicken cassava hashes. <laughs> oh, what a great <laughs> so idea. Got, so and cassava makes... Those. It's so, have you made chips cassava. from cassava? cassava? Yeah, 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 we make crisps. So we offer that as kind of a... Uh, because, because we do a lot of tasting menus these days, uh, and we still offer bread, obviously, but bread can be sometimes a little heavier. I've always, and it's particularly since two, when, uh, around 2007 when the arse out of the world economy and me being right out there on the fringe uh, took a pretty, we had a pretty rough few years. Yeah. Uh, we were looking for inexpensive ways to still offer some gratuity at the start of the, you know, at the, start of the meal as an offering from the kitchen that, it you know, didn't break the bank, but it was still a gesture of uh, uh, hospitality and, and generosity. So we started doing cassava crisps, which we just shaved them and then fried them, and then we make our own salt with uh, with citrus and you know oh, stuff from around the kitchen dehydrated. And they're really really yummy, and crispy, and good way to kick off the dinner. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Hey, you know what I tried the other day that was unbelievable dehydrated was yeah. kimchi. Yeah, that's, I remember a few years ago I had uh, at Urbane, Ryan Squires did it. It came out in a fantastic little uh, embossed envelope and inside was a perfectly thin wafer, thin crisp of kimchi dehydrated with some fantastic... It's almost like... Spicy, but fantastic. Yeah, it's like uh, vegetable jerky. But anyway, um, so this time of year, so we're, we're just getting through our winter down here and um, yeah. can you just give us an idea just to make us a bit jealous, what's the weather like up there for winter? Oh, it's, it's, it's almost a mirror of the southern summer in many ways. It's quite dry. Like, we, we, you know, we haven't had... We had a very wet June. We won't have any rain now, probably until November. Yes. Um, and and it's one of those things I think a lot of people don't know about the tropics and maybe seems at odds with the place is we, we've had a lot of migrants settle here in the, in the 50s and 60s and, and who, who grow, you know, a fantastic traditional European summer, summer vegetables up on the tableland, which is... Really, just on the flat plateau, at the you know at the top of the range. Atherton and tablelands. Tot- yeah, have a totally different microclimate to us. You know, it's ten degrees cooler. So they're you know they're two or three in the morning at the moment, and uh, you know nice sunny days of around twenty odd, but nothing. But overnight, quite cool. Whereas at the coast, it's a lot warmer. So that you know, for instance, our tomato season is in full bloom. Our strawberries and beetroots and zucchinis and cucumbers and all those things you would imagine would be uh, summer. Uh, summer vegetables are grown here in the winter and then local uh, or traditional tropical ingredients really come in more around Christmas time but there are still some interesting things around there's always sapotes and uh, what else is kicking around Biru and guavas and all kinds of fun fruits and stuff there's a lot around, my God. And, yeah, Atherton Table, and that's a, an amazing growing area, isn't it? You grow, someone said... Oh, it's you... incredible. It's almost perfect. I mean, in terms of the fact that they have just the right amount of rain and just the right amount of warmth. You know, it's one of the only tropical uh, dairies in the world. There's incredible lush green pastures that make, you know, fantastic milk, butter and cheese and ricotta, and there's a buffalo herd up there. So it really is an incredibly... Uh, diverse and rich bounty of, you know, a fruit bowl, you know, a growing bowl of Australia, that's for sure. Yeah, well, it's, it's a lucky thing. Someone said uh, grow root hairs off a matchstick up there. Um, <laughs> Port Douglas, taste of Port Douglas. So Daniel Wilson's just wandered in through the door with uh, daughters in tow. I think he's coming up. Oh. We, might, we might talk to him about that a little bit later. Just, um, uh, can you give us just a, a little quick preview in the last minute we've got? Yeah, absolutely. Look, it's a fantastic festival put together by Spencer and Rainer Harrison's, which is a, sort of, I suppose, the Port Douglas flagship restaurant. And they uh, got together a great team of people to come up and demonstrate and cook. And, you know, it's a chance for, for, for chefs from, from, from cooler parts of the world to roll their, you know, roll their trousers up and cook in a totally different environment. They'll be cooking demonstrations and tastings and food stalls and the whole thing's going to be pretty good fun, I'd say. Yeah. And, well, and, and, and nothing and like a bunch of chefs... Uh, 
Well, uh, on holiday. Yeah, school, <laughs> schoolies for chefs, as uh, I think we, we call it. Uh, hey, is Nautilus still a good place to go and eat? Oh, I haven't been there in a very long time. Okay, so that, was, that was that was a place... Because that was the year zero, Moans Epstein's place that sort of put the place on the map. But uh, let's face That's it, why Nick. I'm here, in yeah. Many ways. yeah, I went there in 1993 for dinner with my uh, with my girlfriend there, who's my wife now, yeah. and it just blew my mind. It was incredible. Yeah, I've had my mind blown there too, um, Nick. Great to talk to you. Have a wonderful time in Port Douglas. Um, any message oh, thanks, for Daniel? Mate. <laughs> that you can I'm say on air? I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait to catch up. Ah, oh, great. Well, we'll pass that on. Nick, lovely to have a chat to you. Thank you so much Thanks, for mate. doing this. Hear your voice again, buddy. Yeah, done. All right, let you go. Twelve. There he goes into the riding <laughs> off into the warm sunset that uh, that is far north Queensland. Warm by day, cool enough at night, so you can put on a doona. Yeah, it's pretty perfect up there. Twelve twenty four three triple R F M. We're going to go to market. And uh, then we're going to talk uh, to Daniel Wilson. Yeah. Looking forward to that. <laughs> All right, here we are. I've got John. He's got this past in his hand and he's waving it around. around. You're waving it around? Yeah, I'm waving around. A little bit frustrated at the moment because people are not doing what I ask. But uh, okay. we're right. standing here. Unusual. Normally when you turn up, the sun comes out and says, hello, Cameron. Didn't work today. No, definitely not. It's, it's got that today. bite in the air. And, and, and that's it, isn't it? Today... Well, it's been a tough winter, hasn't it? It's been cold. Not a tough winter. We've all got short memories. This should have been par for the course, but mm. we've had a lot of mild winters in the last 10, 15 years. So, you know, we have. We yeah. have. Yeah. But even though it's been cold, we haven't seen it reflected in the price of vegetables because when it's cold vegetables, red capsicums go $10, $15. We're selling $3 and even less today. Um, so can we extrapolate from that that maybe... Down south, where um, things aren't growing at the moment, you know, the big stuff that's being provided. Queensland has been um, been more gentle up there? Not, Not really, really, just some some crops have been luckier than others. Mm. Like, you know, peas and beans are still up there in the 10 to $13 a kilo. Normally they'll even come back to 7 or 8 even out of Queensland. Mm. But um, because they're more delicate to grow, you know, there's been less produce, so the prices are higher. But things like capsicums, they probably um, had the right weather, you know, warmer nights at the right time, so the, the, the flowers have borne fruit and yeah. the fruits kept on growing. So there's a, a glow to them, so now's the time to jump in and have a feast of capsicums. Well, yeah, um, I mean, let's face it, we want those capsicums because, first of all, they taste great, they add so much flavour to foods, and they have so much vitamin C. Oh, definitely. And just the colour is unbelievable, the yeah. beautiful bright red. You know, I took some home, some mini ones, so I'm hoping that we'll have them stuffed because that's our favourite. Yeah. But there are so many things you can do with capsicums. I like to even make a, a bit of a salsa out of it. Yeah, well, I, I've got some of those bullhorns um, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was. Red and green, chop them up, sweat it off an onion, put some mushrooms in with that, and then added the capsicums. Vibrant, colourful Flavour. Oh, and there's garlic in there too. Oh, yeah, and good yeah. good for the soul too. Yeah, yeah, it was. But um, I guess the great thing is that here we are. It's, uh, what are we, uh, quarter past August, we could sort of say. Spring's on the way. We can feel it. Definitely. And I, I showed you a broad bean before. Excuse mm. me. Yep. What do you need? Okay, I showed you these beautiful broad beans and I said to your camera, smell it. Oh, yeah. And, and you can smell it beautiful green... Yeah, yeah, that is. Can you smell. smell spring? I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is that yeah. is beautiful. When you can pick up a vegetable and smell that, you know that the temperature is going to change mm. and the warmth is coming. Because these poor buggers were growing up on a border, and even they had minus degrees up there some nights. Vic, Vic New South Wales border. Vic, New South Wales border. Yeah. But a lot of nights, the, the 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 weather was mild, the temperature was mild, and um, the flowers turned into baby broad beans and they kept on going with the sunshine they got during the day and we benefited from it not cheap 13 bucks 13 12 sorry 12 12 but people have been buying a kilo going home and enjoying them coming back saying well it was there but it was worth it you know because when you've made that dish you remember it for the rest of the day it's not something that you've eaten and Oh, well, you know, we've had that before. and just, you've oh, just about have it. another pie yeah. or something like yeah. that or a it's, snag it's, roll. It's probably six months since you've had it, so you'll, you'll savour the flavour. And isn't that one of the great things about eating to the seasons? Because you do. You look forward to 
times of the year and what's going to be happening. Well, definitely, because if you've got something 52 weeks in a year, to spice it up a bit, you've got to cook it differently, and even then it's still the same thing. So if you've got something that you've missed and you're yearning for, the intensity of the flavour when you get the first ones is so unreal anyway, that, that it's good. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and if you think that's a little bit expensive, there's always something else you can find. Um, I was saying to Franco last night, I said, did you try the ca- cabbage that you put in my lunchbox? Because I had a little bit of Savoy cabbage, yeah. and it was very yellowy pale, but the amount of sugar that was in it was outstanding. And, and that's a direct result of the yeah, frosts and the cold weather, isn't right, it? That's right, yes. Yeah, yeah. It was outstanding enough for me to go home and actually say to Franca, it was exceptional. And, <laughs> and, then, and then when she got up off the floor, she went, oh, my God, what? Did, what? <laughs> yeah, you got it somehow. Did she, did she say, was she going, what? what? You're talking to me? But even humble things like the cabbage, yeah. you know, when it's good, it's good, and, and, and you remember the flavours, it's beautiful. So, you so know, How was this cabbage cooked, just out of curiosity? Just, what was it? She sweat chopped it, it, sweated it off in a pot real quick. Yeah. And something humble like that, $4 for a big cabbage. Yeah. You know, even you only need a quarter or a half for a, a decent meal. Yes. And then if you spice it up with corned beef and cabbage and and uh, we put all the veggies in it, you get a nice hearty meal. Mm. Or if you just want something light, you sweat it off, throw it on a plate beside a steak, and it's nearly a summer meal on its own, you know. And it's one of those things, too, that when you, you might not eat a lot of cabbage, but you get reminded of how good it is when you do have it on the plate, don't you? Oh, definitely, you know, and, and we're lucky to have cabbage all year round. Yeah. Um, a lot of people only had um, an abundance of cabbage during the summer and in the middle of winter. They uh, had coleslaws yeah, and stuff, yeah. And they had uh, maybe a little bit of uh, the hardier cabbages like a savoy that can grow under the snow, I've been told. So, wow. um, or at least, you know, sit there while, while it's snowing because yeah. they've already had their grass burp. But, uh, yeah, there's so many things you can do with that. Um, and there are other things. Lettuce, a dime a dozen, are coming out of North Queensland. We're selling the biggest lettuce I've ever seen for eighty. Now, a lot of people like to have a salad at the end of a meal or at the start of the meal, whatever you like. We have it at the end of the meal as a palate cleanser. Big lettuce like that can last your week. And it's really a gift from God to come from far North Queensland uh, and pay summer prices. It's unbelievable. I don't know why, but you just talked about lettuce, and I've just thought of Sang Choi Bao. Oh, Sang Choi Bao. Well, well, there we go. That's yeah. using something that you've got all the time yeah. in a different way. Yeah, maybe a bit of pork mince, oyster sauce, some water, chestnut, maybe some broccoli stems sort of chopped into there as well. Yeah, it's not as oh. hard as as people think, you know. No, it's just so, sort of making a little mix and then having your lettuce cups next door. That's right. Anna. Kids love it too. Yeah, they do and so do I, mate. Yeah. Don't worry about the kids, mate. We all love it. Yeah. Oh, and don't so, forget a little bit of corn flour just to thicken it up a bit, otherwise it's going to be sang choy, oh my God, my pants are stained. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. And because that's people... Right. Have, wow. Yeah, because people have been feeling cold, they've been buying the beautiful Tasmanian sweet turnips mm. and the white turnips. Some people have been making pasties um, and soups. This fellow's got a handful of those beautiful pink stripy eggplant. Yeah, little small ones. They're little small about ones. About the size of an... They are eggplants because they're about the size of an egg. That's right. Yeah, what's he, um, what do you reckon he's going to do? I guarantee he's going to put them into a uh, curry. Yeah. Or he may even fry them off. Yes. Uh, I had some in my lunchbox yesterday as well. The Sicilians call the stripy ones silk eggplants because when you fry them, they are nice and silky. silky yeah. Bit of crusty bread, a little bit of oregano on them as well. Really accentuates the flavour of the eggplant. I love eggplant. Oh. Egg, egg, that's been actually it's been a bit of a discovery the last couple of years. It's just versatile. You, you can have it like a meat. You know, you you, you don't need a, a schnitzel. You can just do a big bit of eggplant parmigiana, oh. and you can do it. The Indians do it a great way. The Japanese do it a great way, and it just takes flavour so well, doesn't it? I haven't met anyone from any culture that doesn't love eggplants. There are exceptions like my dad. (laughs) He'll eat eggplant under sufferance, but, yeah, he'll eat it. But, you know, we do it so many different ways. We even do them in the oven. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, doing them in the oven is is a great way. And let's not forget just cooking them over a bit of a wood fire, just charring them, chucking them into a blender. Yeah, the woody flavour. But even without blending, um, mum will light a, a few sticks, not even need to have a real fire, a few sticks to make flame on, in a tin yeah. and um, put the eggplant on top on a grill and roll it when it's black 
and all that smoke's in there with the heat it'll mush by itself yeah. so if you pull the strips off you don't need it to blend it either you know the less things you get dirty the better yes. and a good olive oil yeah. and garlic and parsley yeah. heaven mate heaven and don't forget a little bit of salt too yeah always yeah. need a little bit of salt uh, a little you know, bit right? of salt alright so we agree eggplants Amazing um, and very, very good. Well, it's just a bit of an influx of people. Yeah, at people the have decided they need to eat, so they've come out. They have. Uh, it's good that uh, it's firing up now. Uh, sometimes they come out very, very late, and it's very hard for us to gauge what we're doing. So, yeah. All right, well, look, good. before we go to the peak of the market, um, spring is on the way. So I've noticed cherry blossoms come out, oh, peach blossoms aren't out. pretty? Magnolia's already been out for a couple of weeks now. Yes. Um, snowdrops are coming out of the garden. It, look, it's... Nature's telling us it's the worm has turned. It's turning around. Exactly. It's coming. What's the one thing you're looking forward to um, to seeing real soon? Australian cherries. Oh, yeah. Well, but uh, that won't be till November. That's, that's cup day. What about asparagus? That'll I, be one of the first. I, I hate to break this to you. I had Victorian asparagus, and I sold the last of them early this morning. How much? $20 a kilo. Uh, can but we compared, No, these came out of North Victoria from yeah. Red Cliffs. Ooh. They were really fat, thicker than my thumb. And He's got I big saw, thumbs too, ladies and, and gentlemen. I saw some as, as the size of an egg thickness. And, whoa, whoa, um, a size of an egg? Yeah, in thickness. You know the diameter of an egg? Yeah, uh, and that's huge. Uh, a, a young lady was telling me that uh, they're experimenting with a brand called Fat Bastards. Not my words. Sorry. Excuse the French. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Whoa. but um, this one was a normal one, and they were beautiful. Fasted yeah. asparagus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it sounds like the, the sequoia, the, yeah. the redwood of asparagus. Yeah, that's right. Bloody but hell. people shy away from fat asparagus. We don't eat thin asparagus. Italians and Chinese don't eat thin asparagus. Mm. The fat ones take the same time to grow. They suck up all the goodness out of the ground. What I say to people, if you think the asparagus is too thick for you, cut it in half. Uh, yeah, the fair. bottom half you slice down the middle. They cook up all the same time, yeah. and in an omelette, oh, that's what I'm hanging out for. Yeah, now the fingers the, come out. The it's truth out comes here, out now. Oh. I'm hanging out for an asparagus omelette, and and that has a little bit of parmigiano in oh, there. Oh, definitely, huh? definitely. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and salt and, and pepper. Beautiful fresh eggs with a good olive oil and salt and pepper, a little bit of onion, and maybe a little bit of carrot in as well to change the colour. Yeah, okay. you got to mix it up a bit. All right, so asparagus are on the way. Um, we haven't really done fruit. What about... Someone was saying to me, mandarins, right? Yeah. We love them. We love them. But it's such a love-hate thing because so many times, or for me anyway, this year, I open up an imperial. I, well, actually, I can just the thumbs tell me it's going to be dry. Yeah, you know? it, and it, it so does happen. disappointment. I haven't found it this year yet. I've been lucky. Have you? Yeah, you have to ask your greengrocer as well. Right. Because uh, if they're no good, the price will probably tell you as well. Yeah, right. Um, no bargains in mandarins. No bargains in anything in life, no, you know true. that. It's true. So, you know, if you've got something that's a dollar fifty compared to something that's three fifty or four dollars, yeah. you've got to wonder why. Well, I did have those little the little bombs, you know, the those little, little tiny. ones are always cheap because that, there's an abundance of them. Yeah, but they seem to be the sweetest. They were for yes. me this year. All yes. right, um, let's just quickly go through citrus. Um, Seville are in if we want to make our marmalade. Yes. Um, and our cordials and, and stuff like that. And there's that you can do that with too. Um, that's Robbie's got them next door. That's, that's sort that's of... That's a, a red orange. Yeah, sort of pinky. It's a modern orange. It's, it's good. It's something that's been developed yeah. ask, um, ask, naturally. Ask Robbie next door yeah. for those. And then, you know, there, there's um, so many the blood oranges out there. And Is that a mango over there? Oh, uh, yeah, probably. They, hey, that looks Northern like Ter- an Australian one. That's, that's a Kensington Pride. That's oh, a bloody mango. That's you much see the numbers on the ticket? Yeah, eight bucks. I mean... I wonder if that's each or a kilo. I'd say that'd be no, each. No, that's each. That's going to yeah. be each. Hey, we've hey, just that's spotted. That's exciting. Yeah. Whoa. I didn't even see that. Uh-huh. I uh, might have to go across me. and see if they've got a black one. That looks like a Kensington Pride. Anyway, so, oh, wow. Okay, well, there's this. There, there you go. There's summer uh, coming. Back to citrus. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many um, mandarins there. There's clementines, there's the imperials, there's murkots. Uh, you name it, they're out there. So, and these are the great ones. These are the great ones for juicing, I yeah, reckon. Yeah, they are. I was just going to think uh, about that you. too. Yeah, you beat me to it. Yeah, and don't forget, uh, they go really well into a cake mix when you're making a cake. Nothing better. Orange, um, uh, mandarin and poppy seed, for instance. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a break from having orange, orange cake. and That's a good recipe, actually. Yeah. Bit of a famous recipe where you, you grilge up the whole orange, or in this case, mandarin. Anyway, look that one up, folks. Uh, passion food. 
Yeah. Two, no, four for two bucks. There's been an abundance of um, uh, carambola, the star yeah. fruit as well. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, get out there and have a look. Yeah. Uh, apples, there's so many. <laughs> Yesterday I bought three varieties of pears just to have something different. Pineapple? Pineapple. Oh, there's um, the really, really sweet ones at Robbie Shucks with his um, peeler. With, and then, with that machine that's made him a lot of money. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of work too. A lot of work. And then there's the old varieties. There's big ones, small ones. So that's something to get out there and have a look. Yep. Um, pineapples, very good. Some say pineapples, if we've had a cold, we've got a bit of phlegm and stuff we need, it's a good expectorant. brings definitely. it out. Yes, there's something to think I, about. I keep forgetting about that too. I must, Me too. Um, I must remember myself. Yeah. And, and there are a lot of things you can do. You can even warm fr- uh, pineapple in a fry pan after you've cooked your steak. Steak and pineapple. Uh, vanilla sugar. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why not? Why not? The no rules, you know. A little bit of lime juice on top. Yes. Hey, life's good. Um, all right, let's do it. Pick of the market. I've got to get back to the studio. Pick of the market. Believe it or not, you're in Tomato City, so I'm going to say tomatoes. Even though it's been cold, that's the rouge de maman. A little bit too cold for them. They haven't got the strength they need. Doncaster? No, no, from Adelaide. Yeah, forget it. Yeah, okay. And then we've got the round from Murray Bridge. They are exceptional. More higher acid. Higher acid, a little bit harder skin, but knockover flavour. When you eat that, you'll remember it all day. You won't have any problems eating that. You can see from the colour, it doesn't look anemic. Yeah. Who? These Murray Bridge tomatoes have got a lot of flavour. They don't look anemic like some of the tomatoes around the market, which means they've got colour and flavour. Yes. Um, People have been buying them still for a singer, even though I'm cold. I don't eat sandwiches now. So I've been having some in a salad, but... We've had fry-ups with the really ripe ones, so you can't go wrong there. Uh, yeah, what else? Leeks. leeks just saw yeah. some leeks being chopped I up. I brought some beautiful leeks back. I'm selling a bunch of three medium to large leeks for $2, which is a giveaway price. The sweetest, most beautiful onion. All right, well, look, we might get out of here. Um, maybe uh, John and I are going to race across to uh, have a look at those mangoes because we reckon... The Northern Territory mangoes have started. So there's another signpost to the weather getting warmer, the days getting longer, and uh, and less cloves on ourselves. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All right. Oh, now, we've great. done our mark a bit. Mm. All right. The Radiothon's coming on, guys. It is. It is. Okay, so now's the time. If you enjoy what we do, you've got to ring up and subscribe. Oh, yes, indeed. All right. We like doing this for the love of it. But still, there are other things to be paid for, so you've got to subscribe, guys. Don't forget, we like doing this. If you like listening, get it together and subscribe. Put your money where your ears are. All right, John, thank you as always. Thank you for taking time to have a chat to us. I'll let you get back to your customers, and we'll see you soon. As always, it's a pleasure. Thank you. You know, man... Hmm. I was just thinking, this could almost be a strange holiday sort of a track, couldn't it? We like a new Tame Impala album. Yeah, yeah. Very excited. Just imagine that. But who knows, maybe uh, the guys will be playing something like this later on today. Why would you want to leave this great station? Because you've got people like Daniel Wilson, who just happens to be next to me, and we go... (gasps) Greetings. Nice of you to drop in. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Um, Nick Holloway, uh, old working compatriot of yours, I... Said to say good day. Yeah, we used to work um, at Blake's restaurant uh, just before the turn of the century. <laughs> Back in the day. Back in the day. Back in the day. He's mellowed a bit by the sounds of it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Okay. We're not going to tell any tales here. And you're going up to Port Douglas soon? Yes. Yes, in two weeks' time for a Taste of Port Douglas. So looking forward to that. You lucky duck. I know. You guys have a good life, don't you? I tell you. Oh, we work hard. Yes. Indeed. So, Port Douglas, for those that have never been there, how would you describe it? Warm. A glorious backwater? Yeah. A little dead-end paradise? Yeah, I think we, we went up there in 2005, I think it was, to visit Nico when he hadn't been up there long. And basically this is Nicole, went up, uh, yeah, Holloway. Yeah, and basically went up there for a day, went out for a scuba dive on the reef and then back to Palm Cove. Mm. Beautiful place. Yeah. Beautiful place. But here we are in Melbourne. It's uh, it's getting towards the end of winter. I was saying we just did a market report with John, and we were talking about the fact that spring's in the air. I mean, you can see it. it actually, it hasn't quite happened, but you can see this blossom around. Yeah. The magnolia's happening. Absolutely. I've been having lots of jonquils at home. Oh, the Johnnies are up? Mm. 
and uh, what did those other ones? Snowdrops seems to be the other ones that mm. come up. But anyway, let's let's get on to the food. You have written a book. It's been out for a while, and we've sort of got to you a little bit late. Five weeks. Five weeks. Yeah. Um, you've given birth to this thing. It's a good book. Thanks. So, and and your mastermind subject, of course, is the perfect burger. The perfect burger, and the uh, art and science of. And what a great portrayal of that in yeah. this book. Now, when you uh, what was the brief when you said, "Look, we're going to do book on burgers," and you got the guys. This is Hardy Grant, isn't it? It is. Yes, it is. Uh, what was the brief? Um, well, they basically said to me, "We want to do the book," and and obviously there are only six or seven burgers on the menu at Huxter Burger, so we'll need a few more. Yeah, come on. So there's about thirty in there. Um, you know, varying from the ones that are on the menu all the way through to like a soft shell crab and green mango salad burger. Mm. Some may argue that if it's not um, a beef patty, it's a, a sandwich rather than a burger, but, you know, I think that's that's open to conjecture. I reckon a burger is something in a bun that's hot, exactly. isn't it? Yeah, that, that'd be even cold. There's a, there's a prawn, uh, a cold prawn togarashi um, burger in there with uh, like iceberg lettuce. and. What's togarashi? Togarashi um, is the Japanese seven-spice pepper that you have on your yakitori. It's the one that gives that... Yeah. That frisson. Yeah. Of stuff. So you're saying it can be, it can be cold? Yeah. Doesn't have to be warm? I think the bun is is the, oh, that's yeah. that's the the thing mm. that's the thing you got to base the whole thing on. Okay, we've had a good bun. Yeah, it literally falls apart. Exactly, doesn't it? Mm. So, um, so so what are your specs on the on the on the bun? Well, it has to be a nice soft bun. I mean, the ones we use are slightly sweet. Um, it's not brioche, but it's it's a slightly rich dough. Uh, we like to brush the inside of the the bun with. Um, or, or drizzle some clarified butter on it, oh. and then and then put it on a flat grill, or do it in a pan. That's so a good idea. Goes crispy and golden on the inside, and then it steams from the inside, so that when you eat the burger, it compresses around the ingredients. So it's merely there just to hold everything together. And to yeah, and because I tell you what, Daniel, I once made the uh, mistake. You know, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Some mm. say. Uh, I decided. Look, I'm going to make a uh, hamburger from a Kaiser roll. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can see where this is going pretty yeah. bad, and it was uh, pretty much ripping apart the palate of my mouth just as mm. you're trying to eat this thing because it's too, it's too tough, yeah. and it's like uh, other no-go zones: a Turkish bread. Yes. Or focaccia. Yeah. It's, yeah, no. Why not? It's not a bun. It's not a bun. No. It's the wrong shape. Uh, yeah. It's, it's the just, wrong shape. Yeah. Now, in- it's like wedges versus chips. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, with, um, with so far as getting a bun, in this book, uh, you've got this recipe for making your own buns. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you don't, where do you suggest we go to get uh, buns from? Yeah, I, uh, we get ours from an Asian-style bakery. So, yes. you know, they have that slightly sweet bread. So And soft. And soft. And because it's all about the softness, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and, and the, the compression. Because you don't want to be having a rissole inside a loaf of bread, essentially, you know. Mm. It's all about everything has to be in the right amount and um, there for a reason. So you just want it to be the sum of all of its parts. So no one ingredient is more important than the other. Yes, because it's all supposed to be this harmonious exactly. sort of thing. Were you big on... Did you grow up with hamburgers as a kid? Absolutely. Yeah, and what was, what was sort of the your idea of the hamburger as a young'un, or your parents, and yeah. how has that sort of evolved and changed? Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of what we based it on, like a fish and chip shop burger. Mm. So, so just simple but tasty, but with quality ingredients, I guess, with a... a, a a bit of a restaurant mentality in terms of the the ingredients. So, but yeah, I mean, I was. Did your dad make burgers or your mum made burgers as a kid? Oh, uh, not that often. Not that it was usually like Friday nights was fish and chip night. Yes, I, I used to do judo when I was a young fella, and dad would pick me up from judo and my. What belt my, did you get up to? Just I think I got up to brown. Whoa! Yeah, that's just before black. Yeah. Okay, so you're doing well. Yeah. And, okay. um, so you could be fit, no man. Yeah, or woman. Yeah. So we'd go to the fish and chip shop and and. I went through a bit of a Hawaiian burger phase. Yes. And then the chicken burger. Matt, Matt would love that because he loves hot pineapple, don't you, mate? Go away. Okay, stop. Oh, <laughs> just, we're just, we're teasing him now. Um, yeah, so 
that's that's kind of what we based it on. Just simple but tasty. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, my dad used to do a really, really great boogie. He used to do really thick patties, I seem to remember, and a nice slice of tomato on there. And growing up, this was, where were we? Canada. This was Canada. We used to have a thing called a Bermuda onion. Ooh. All right? Bermuda onion was, like, really big. It's like the size of a grapefruit. Yeah. And it was so mild, you could just uh, almost eat it like an apple. Like a Vidalia onion. Is that what they yeah. call them? Because yeah. um, there were some that used to come from Kananara. Right. Careful how you say that. <laughs> Kananara up, uh, up north, near the Ord River and all that sort of stuff. And Dad used to just take this big slice of this onion... And have that in there, mm. and mustard, never sauce, because yeah, that was just what, how he grew up. Were you sauce or mustard? Both. Both. Mm. And that's sort of important. And that's one of the things that's great about this book, folks. This book, as well as being quite a bargain, I think, were you saying 30 bucks? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, perfect for Father's Day. Ah, oh, bang, there you go. <laughs> Look at that. Boom, on message. The illustrations, the photos in this are just they're quirky, they're fun, and they're beautiful. Yeah, yeah, they knocked it out of the park. You, you must have been wrapped when you saw that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it is just gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Um, who was the design team that, that did all this? Because uh, we should just uh, uh, kudos there. Yeah, way. a friend of mine, Design Studio is what it's called. Yes. Quite a confusing title. Yeah, yeah, and I'm going, yeah, so who's your friend? And you're going, no, no, a friend of mine. It's like, who's on first? No, yes. <laughs> they actually did the Huxter book as well. Did they? Mm. Yeah, well, and they'll, do you think they'll get another gig? I reckon. Yeah. So within this book, we have, uh, it is called the uh, the Huxter Burger book. Uh, there's all sorts of burgers in, in there. It's It looks great. Um, hopefully it'll inspire you to have a go at making burgers at home. Uh, and if you don't, you can always, you know, you can always go and come and visit you. Exactly. Um, what other projects have you got going at the moment? What's well, What's, what are you doing? Um, well, because life's very busy for you, isn't it? It is. It is. We're just about to start building a new store out at Eastland uh, in Ringwood. Really, Ringers? Yep. Yep. So that's going to be quite exciting. They're doing like a kind of town square plaza thing outside with a few different food operators and um, like a Yarra Valley produce store as well. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, so you're invited to participate in that? Or you sort of heard about it? How did, how did you get onto that? Yeah, these leasing agents are pretty good at getting hold of people they want to be in there. Nice. So headhunted to uh, to come to Ringers. Yeah. So that should that should be exciting. I think end of October that's supposed to be opening. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's good. I've been um, working at Joey Smalls in, in Sydney Road where we're doing a kind of Huxterberger collaboration there, mm. an ongoing thing, which has been fun. Um, that's going well. Um, what else? Um, yeah, we did a pop-up in Sydney a couple of weeks ago and served 1,400 burgers over two nights. So, yeah, yeah. busy, busy. Um, what about when you, when you have got time to sort of, uh, leave your own places? Have there been any places you've been enjoying going? Um, yeah, well, I did have a delicious meal at Acme in Sydney, um, two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. That was very good. Um, where else have I... Uh, you know, you, you put me on to a place which, which I love that I've been telling people about it. It's sort of... It's a little bit wrong. It's kind of good. Crazy Wing. Ah, oh, yes. In Russell Street. Just put your blinkers on. Don't look. Can you describe that for people? Um, yeah, it's just it's, it, a weird yeah. um, things on skewers cooked over flame. Over coal. Yeah. Um, you get a sheet that you sort of, you, you pick and you tick off what you want, you hand it into the person who takes it, and then after a while, it does take, can take a while, but that's sort of good beer drinking time. Totally. Um, you get all these, um, amazing things, um, crazy things cooked on sticks, uh, yeah. from you, and, uh, it certainly has a charred flavour, isn't it? Yeah, and the crazy wings themselves are so bloody hot. Yes! Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's almost Lisa Simpson see-through time stuff, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, wow. Yeah. Thank God for beer that yeah that can help cool me off. It makes dainty Szechuan taste like Cantonese food. Ooh, there you go. Okay, yeah, that's uh, it's pretty hot. Mm. It, that, that is pretty hot. And, um, well, we've got spring coming. It's mm. uh, we, we've, we've been promising that. Is there anything that you're looking forward to? Um, always asparagus. 
you know, and the greens and, you know, all of the, just the, the new life of all the beautiful veggies. John was talking at the market. He kind of amazed me. He said, apparently, look out, there's a new variety of asparagus mm. called Big Bastard Asparagus. Seriously. Yeah, I know. Just yeah. nervous look away. Yeah. No, work with me on this. Apparently, they're huge. Like, these, oh, right. these really big pieces of asparagus. Um, I don't know. I don't know when, you know, it was like sort of like big oysters. There's yeah. sort of a thing Is where... Is necessarily better? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it'd be interesting to see. It's sort of like I remember getting these New Zealand oysters years and years ago. Don't say it like that. No, 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 I, I wasn't saying it like that. I was just saying that they just happened to come from them. I was saying yeah. they were bad because they were New Zealand. No, no, I wouldn't do that, Daniel. Wouldn't do that because otherwise you might start doing a hacker to me and I don't yeah. want that. Um, but I remember the joy for me of an oyster is one, two, three, choose, swallow. Mm. You do that with these things and there's still this giant mm. thing. And uh, Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll look out for that. Um any other sort of things you, you're looking forward to seeing? Um, seeing. Um, I'm excited. I'm doing the gourmet escape over in Margaret River and brewing a beer with Eagle Bay Brewery for the event, which is going to be fun, doing a Huxtable long table dinner. So that's pretty exciting. I've never been to Margaret River. No, me either. It's, uh, it sounds like a really interesting place. Mm. This little sort of uh, oasis of green sort of south of Perth. You won't be um, short of a good red wine there, I suppose. Yeah, I dare say as, you're as right. well as doing your beer. Have you got thoughts about how, what you want your beer to taste like? Yeah, I want it to be kind of a a, a, a hoppy, sessionable IPA, something like a. Um, mm. I'm quite a fan of the uh, Brewdog Dead Pony. Yeah. Um, uh, so a bit of mouth filling hops. Yeah, um, fresh, fresh, tasty, quite green in flavour. If if the flavour was a colour. But not too much of a smack in your face that no. you will want to approach it again rather than exactly. being frightened by it with yeah. the, with the, with the, you know, like hop bomb or whatever it is. Have four or five instead of one. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. That, that, that sounds kind of good. Well, mate, it's, um, it's been lovely to see you quite seriously. Um, big congratulations to you on, uh, the Huxterberger book. Thank you. Um, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It really, really is. And inspiring and beautifully photographed. And as you said, Father's Day. Yep. Get on it. Yeah, yeah, it sounds good. What are you doing for the rest of the day? Um, I'm actually about to go into Huxtable for lunch. We've got some new dishes on the menu there, so I'd better go in and try them out and um, taste the wines for our upcoming Dexter um, wine dinner from Mornington Peninsula at the end of the month. So just, yeah, going to go in there and have a munch and then go home and um, my lovely girls are going to do a bit of painting. We've got some canvases this morning. So Really? Yeah. Stretch canvases, away we go. Mm. Sounds good. All right, well, we're going to leave you. Don't forget, next week we are starting the uh, the Radiothon, Radiothon 2015. Uh, Daniel, I hope that uh, we'll see you along for that. Yeah, well, well, I think we normally drop some burgers down to you guys. At I think you do. Stage. Yeah. yeah. I think you do. Try and make it on a Sunday if you can. All right. That'll, that'll sort us out quite nicely. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, <laughs> speaking for ourselves here. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Radiothon starts. Uh, we hope to uh, have all of you support this wonderful... Community radio station, uh, this repository of independence, you know. Mm. We need that in this day and age. Lovely to see you, mate. Thank you, you so too. much for coming in. Thanks, chaps. Maddie, we'll see you next week. Saddle up for next week. Indeed, we shall. Um, thanks, folks, for having a listen. It's time for the download after this and then, you know, all the other great shows. And Pumpy's in the house, too. I saw that. I hope I haven't spoiled a surprise there. Um, he's here. I won't say anything else. Okay, cool. All right, we'll, we'll, mum's the word. See you later. This has been a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Want to hear more? Check out our website at rrr.org.au.